Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry Ogalde, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm thrilled to be here. Starting a podcast is a very strange undertaking because you're talking to yourself. And trust me, anyone who knows me knows that I'm no stranger to talking a lot. But talking to yourself is a very weird thing. We do it all the time. When we're in the shower, on our way to work, about to give a presentation. Sometimes people even catch us moving our lips. But most of the time, we don't walk around the world talking to ourselves. But here I sit on the floor in my room trying to get some quiet space in my apartment in Toronto where you can normally hear the buses going by, but today is a very snowy day, so traffic is quiet and it's a good time to get start. The most important reason I'm starting today is because of where I am right now. Right now, after almost 10 years of living with this disease, I am in a quiet place, as I like to call it. I don't like to use the word remission. I think that it brings too many connotations of something being gone something you don't have to worry about. And for those of us who live with chronic illness, we know that's not the case. I've seen so many lows that I'm only going to share a few of them with you here today. And of course, in the coming episodes. But the whole goal of right now is to share this moment in time where things are going well. Because when I was first diagnosed, and definitely in moments of really bad flares, you just wonder, is this my life? Will anything ever be normal again? And it is my greatest hope for those of you living with chronic illness that it will. If my story can be any source of inspiration or ideas, please, please use this, share this, reach out to me. I am thrilled to be where I am right now. And I'm literally every single day, I look in the mirror and I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Please keep me here. Please keep me this healthy and this strong. But I wasn't always there. Let's go back to the summer of 2009. My son Gavin was born at the end of May, so I was getting into that routine. New mom with her baby, sleepless nights, not understanding breastfeeding, the frustrations and anxiety of not knowing what the hell I was doing. Somehow we made our way, like most moms do, And then we find ourselves at the end of summer and I was rocking it. We had a routine, we were going to drop-ins, you know, I could change them and get them out of the house and live within less than 20 minutes. It was awesome. I started to feel strong. I went for a couple runs and it was on one of those runs that I felt something strange in my leg and I was like, well, whatever. You haven't been running well, you know, since before giving birth and obviously I've been out for a couple months. So I expected that. I was feeling so well, I went back to teaching spinning at uh, U of T. And it was when I came home from a spinning class one day, I felt a strange pain in my elbow. And I was like, you know what? It's probably from the position on the bike. I haven't been on a bike in who knows how long now. So everything had a reason until my feet blew up. And let me tell you, they were the size of a football, each of them. Dark red, super hard. They hurt to even look at. It got progressively worse one night, and it literally, as I was peeling the blanket off of my feet, the amount of pain was ridiculous. And I looked over my husband and said, I'm going to the hospital. This is stupid. Because we had an infant at home, I said, you stay here. I will figure it out. Honestly, I don't know how I got from my bed to the front where the taxi was waiting. I had to walk on the outsides of my feet. 
all the way around. I was like leaning on walls, leaning on furniture. When I got to the front steps and had to go down three or four steps of our old place, I was scooting down on my butt to get to the taxi. Finally get there, go down to St. Joe's. I get to the hospital. I'm like, do you think anybody wants to help me out? Well, no, it's the middle of the night, right? So I see the doctor and they're like, this is very strange. They gave me a bunch of prednisone. And again, if you live with disease, you know prednisone is the go-to drug because it is a powerhouse. But sadly, the side effects are brutal. We're talking from sleepless nights, emotions crazy galore, hair growth, acne, it gets bad. But it's very effective with bringing down the inflammation. So he gave me a whack of prednisone and off I went. I saw my doctor the next week and I told her what had happened. My feet had calmed down by now, still over inflamed, uh, but not moving through with as much pain. And I told her that we were going to go to Dominican in a couple of weeks. And she said, well, that's a bad idea. I'm like, no, I feel amazing. It's fine. I should be okay. And she said, you know what, Jerry? On prednisone, everybody thinks they can climb Mount Everest. It's a very powerful drug and it will make you feel like you're superwoman. But don't fool yourself. Something's going on here. I took that with, you know, I took that into consideration, but I needed to get away. My husband was racing at the Masters world championships or something like that uh pan american championships and i decided to take along with baby cabin and it was a hard trip because i was not quite mobile my joints were acting up and richard was away racing all the time so there i was with with cabin but it was fine i mean we came home and when i came home i had an appointment with a rheumatologist and he diagnosed with me with reactive arthritis so my sister's watching Gavin on the way home. I'm like, you know what, I'm not feeling well. And all of a sudden I developed a really bad cough. That was a Friday. By the Sunday, I had to have Richard hug me every single time I went to cough because the pain was so bad. You'd think we'd go to the hospital at this point, but I was like, it's just weird. I grew up being very sick regularly um, with just coughing and pneumonia type things. So I'm kind of used to it. So I was like, this is just weird. I've got a ridiculously bad cough cold. Once it calms down, I'll get to the hospital tomorrow, the doctor, it'll be fine. Except overnight, uh, I started coughing up blood. And it got to the point in the morning when my mom came to stay with me. I said, you know what, I can't stay with the baby by myself. And I think I need to go see a doctor. I got up to go to the bathroom at one point and I called 911. I said, this is stupid, it's out of control. So I'm gonna fast forward you here because there's other parts that are just too long. What I find out later that same day amidst absolute terror confusion because again I, I'm it's it sounds light right now but I couldn't breathe I couldn't move without feeling like my lungs were going to collapse just super duper scared and I just kept thinking about Gavin being with my mom and could she handle him and you know how do I get news to Richard because I don't even know where my cell phone was and anyway the doctor comes in and says, I have Wegener's granulomatosis. And this is a form of vasculitis, which affects the lungs, kidneys, and upper respiratory system. Didn't know what the hell it was. He was trying to explain it to me and I was confused by it. And then he said, normally at this point, because you're so sick, we would treat it with chemo, but we can't do that. Here's the other part of the story that's really fun. I had been asked if I was pregnant and I said, no at some point. And then when I was asked again to get a CT scan, I think I said something like, I don't know. And the technician was like, well, what does that mean? What do you mean you don't know? 
I said, I've got a four and a half month old at home. My cycle hasn't started again and I'm breastfeeding. I, I don't think so. Well, that wasn't good enough for her. She sent me off to do a blood test. So when the doctor tells me that he can't treat me because of chemo, it's because I was pregnant with Nico, my second child. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. There are no words. There's no way to explain what it feels like to be given the diagnosis to a very complicated disease you've never heard about and find out you're pregnant with a baby at the exact same moment. But there I was. I'm going to shoot past my stay at the hospital because it's another sci-fi horror story and move along to when I leave the hospital, I'm faced with a decision. Do I continue with the pregnancy knowing how sick I am, knowing that can make me sicker, or do I stop the pregnancy knowing that it will probably help me heal faster? The thing is, nobody actually had answers. The doctors didn't know. There were not enough women who have Wagners who've been pregnant. There's just not enough stats. So the best they could tell me was, we'll see, we'll see. Imagine, just put yourself there for a second. You're holding your five-month-old baby. He's now not breastfeeding anymore because you got so sick, so you're grieving the fact that you've lost that relationship. You've just been given a diagnosis of something you can't even pronounce. Everyone's Googling it. They're calling you, like, screaming, Jerry, are you okay? Are you going to die? I'm like, please stop Googling it. It says I should be dead by now. So just leave that to the side. I'm in the middle of my mat leave, not being able to enjoy any of that because I'm so scared, and I'm pregnant. So I spent many, many, many nights rocking Gavin back and forth in the middle of the night, just wondering what to do. And it was my mom who came to me one day and said, you know what, honey, you're suffering so much right now. And I know that you're not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You just have to believe. She said, you were so sick and you still got pregnant. She said, do you really think God's that mean? And I was like, great, mom. But you know what? Right now is not the time to bring up God. But some part of me did. And I made a decision right then to believe. Thankfully, I've got an amazing medical team. And they always said to me every single appointment, and I was seeing them a lot those days, that they would keep an eye on me. And of course, sadly, if things got out of hand, they would need to terminate the pregnancy to keep me safe. Because I had a baby. I had a living baby who was out there and who needed me. And even as I say these words now, it's like I had to choose between my kids. But like many things I do in life, I chose both. And I said, we're all going to make it out of this. And we did. And it was the hardest part of any of this dealing with this, this disease. There is a lot more to come. I will share the parts with you slowly. But just so you know, sometimes when you wonder how bad things are, could they get worse? I always say, yeah, they are. So don't even go there. Start thinking about all the things that you have. Think about the fact that you are in a hospital and you're safe and you're conscious and you can see and you can hear. Think about the fact that someone is coming to take care of you. It might not even be your family. Richard was working the entire time. We had no money. So he was coming to see me before he went off to work. Um, and then I said, you know what, just go home after. I I'm fine here. There's nothing you can do for me anyway. You know, my girlfriend's visited, my mom visited, but people have to live their lives. And I just let the professionals take care of me. I'll be fine. So just be thankful for that. Be thankful for modern medicine. Be thankful for if you have a faith that you have that, that you can lean on that. But mostly just be thankful for the spirit inside of you that just wants to stay, that wants to fight. Because it's there. It's very strong. If you let if you let it, you've got to listen to it. And you've got to let it in. You've got to let it take over. So 
this podcast is for us, ladies and gentlemen. For those of us who were given this crazy reality that we didn't ask for. And although we'll talk in the future about some of us thinking we deserve it because we've screwed up in the past, we all know people have done worse and they don't have a disease. So again, let's not go there. For now, I'm going to leave you with this opening episode because it's been really scary to sit here and talk to you. Although the story in itself doesn't scare me anymore because I lived it. I've dealt with it. I've cried over it. I've screamed over it. For the most part, I've accepted it. And I now am in a great place where I'm able to see the gifts that I've gotten because of this disease. And that sounds so twisted and weird, but it's true. We'll talk later about why I think I got sick and all the reasons and the wonderful lessons I've received along the way. But for now, I'm going to leave you so that you can continue dancing with disease. And please pass this on to someone who needs it. Trust me, when you're lying there and everything hurts and you're scared, you need that reassurance. You need to know that somebody out there is fighting it, is fighting through it, is living and is having a full purposeful life because it's all we want. All we want is to pull our own weight, to be seen and to be loved. So I love you. And I hope that until our next episode, you can look at all the gifts in your life and really take stock and take note of all the wonderful things that you have to pull you to the next day and let your body heal and help you get stronger. With much love, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.